You know, we don't use the word sex or sexy in any copy anywhere in the brand because I think as a modern beauty brand, you don't want to be, you know, sex, using sex to sell your brand. I think as women, and I've got a 19-year-old daughter as well, you know, I don't, she should be making a choice on how she feels personally, not being told by a beauty brand. Hello and welcome to Two Women Chatting. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And today we're talking about being smelly. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Well, actually, funny enough, in menopause, do you know you smell more? So I, I don't know if you... Um, through menopause. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. But I mean, I have found that some smells are so much more intense. Remember in pregnancy when, you know, fish oh, gosh, would yeah. literally mm-hmm. make me heave. Now in menopause, I often find that um, smells can be really quite... Um, a pungent. <laughs> pungent. Very pungent. <laughs> Like my own body odour, for example. Not even joking. No, I smelt like a oh, rose for about 30 years and all of a sudden... No, you don't. No, but it uh, it's maybe it's my nose. It's got very much in tuned with your body. My olfactory... My olfactory... <laughs> what is it? An organ? No. My olfactory um, abilities. Oh, yeah. But no. I, I think smell... Um, I mean, smell can be so much to so many people. For me, mm. triggers. Do you ever get triggers from smells? Oh, all the time. So what would you, like, what, what takes you back to a place if you think about it? A fire. A, a log fire. fire or a bonfire reminds me so much of my childhood. That's why I have the candles that smell of foie de bois. Foie de gras? I don't eat them. <laughs> Not goose liver. No, oh no. You know the wood, 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 woody smell? Yeah. Love it. And grass clippings. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Uh, there's this wonderful eau de cologne that my grandmother used to, to wear. It was always... Um, dabbed on her handkerchief. Four Seven Eleven. Is that or it? something like that? Four, yeah. Oh my gosh, that smell! Boom! I am eight years old, and I'm in my grandmother's kitchen. I, I love I've it. Got, I've still got some. Have you? It's yeah. it's a classic, really. I don't think I've seen it on sale for years. Yeah, no, you can buy it. You can buy it on Amazon. Oh really? Because one of the few that I can actually wear. Which if you just want something to sort of lift, it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's just. A, it's not a perfume, but what is that? It's eau de cologne, isn't it? And that's. It's like smelling salts as well, isn't it? That's another one. Smelling salts. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> They're weird. They are weird. I mean, I, I remember I was ill in somewhere on holiday and somebody stuck some up and I was like, what on earth? But it worked. It certainly worked. It's, it's a, but eau de cologne is slightly different, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> from the same breath. Same yeah, not, not really yeah. from the same family. No. But it, smells are really, really important to, to, to everyone. But to me, as I said, oh, it just brings back memories. Yes, I did that post about baking bread, basically because I was too lazy to go to the store to buy some. But that smell, when it was the, the yeasty smell and mm-hmm. that... Mm, mm. Oh, don't, I'm hungry. That was, that again was my grandmother. I think there's, I've got a lot of triggery smells that takes me to my mum, just my grandmother rather. Yeah, and there's another one. When I very first moved to Pittsburgh, actually, a uh, long time ago, over... 20 years ago, 25, 26 years ago, moved to Pittsburgh and we were in this sort of rented accommodation for a couple of weeks in Moon Township, a small little place in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and there was this one kind of washing up liquid, very strong smelling. Well, not really, but that I identify with such an exciting chapter and such a scary chapter, moving to another country with a young baby. It takes you to different locations, different times in your life. And I think scent is such an important sense of ours isn't it? it i know there's a whole thesis on it but yeah the four pillars or something of whatever it you call it well i'm glad you researched that 
Well, I did because my daughter did a degree in it, and I remember reading it. (laughs) It's something like yeah. There there was you know, it's scent, smell, not scent. Yeah, scent, scent, smell, taste, and no taste. Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't know. I got four. Well, not a good day today. Well, we went to Scent School um, about, what was it, two weeks ago for the launch of Floral Street's new perfume. I've never been to Scent School before, and it no, was really we interesting. We really did, yeah, it really delayered some of the, 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 you know, the complexity of making a perfume. And we got chatting to Michelle Feeney when we were there, and we just said, gosh, you're really interesting. Will you come on our podcast well, you, and just... You got your elbows out, didn't you? Got my elbows out. Yeah, got the selfie. <laughs> And, um, yeah, we said, would you please come on our podcast? And she's joining us right now. So, hello to Michelle. Michelle Feeney is the Floral Street CEO and founder, and she's something of a beauty powerhouse. Starting in PR, she moved to New York, was rapidly headhunted by Estee Lauder to work on prescriptives and creme de la mer, love that brand, before moving to MAC Cosmetics and led them to become the world's biggest makeup brand. She moved back to the UK, went on to become CEO of Saint-Tropez, um, CEO of PZ Customs Beauty Division, but then she took a career sabbatical, which I want to ask her a bit more about. And she's back with Floral Street, and it turns out that Liz and I are both fans. But before we start, okay, and you probably get asked this all the time, but I just have to ask, is it true that you, along with Lynn Franks, were the inspiration for Absolutely Fabulous? Not me, not me, but Lynn, definitely. Lynn Franks and, and the amazing company that she founded and grew in the 1980s. And yes, we did all work there. Um, and we were the inspiration for um, French and Saunders to write Absolutely Fabulous. And yes, um, I think I was part of an example of something that happened that was in one of the episodes. <laughs> oh, you're going to tell us what? Oh, I'm going to have to go back and, and re-watch. That must have been such an incredible time. I used to work on um, Carnaby Street and I was in magazines mm-hmm. and stuff. In the time when we all used to have long lunches, didn't have mm. quite as much champagne. I was in my early 20s. But I mean, your job in that era, we've never seen a time since, have we, that has been as sort of creative and hedonistic and exciting and must have been a lot of fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. And what I, what I find quite strange now about, um, you know, younger people that work for me is they sort of want to split work and life, you know, have a separation piece. But... I, I mean, my entire life, it's all been one thing. And particularly in the 80s, you know, you just worked all the time, but it was so joyful and fulfilling Mm. and big that everything became your life, which was um, which was wonderful at that time. And yes, lunches tended to just move into drinks. Yeah, you didn't go back to the office. And then you'd end up getting home about midnight and starting again the next day, you know. But it was it was great. She was amazing, um, as was Leslie Goring, that was my first boss. Um, they were women that had come out of the 60s and created their own businesses and were doing things differently, along with all the people in magazines and fashion at the time. And I think that was the impetus for me, always thinking you can start somewhere and you can, you know, start around your kitchen table and off you go. Which is basically what you've done, isn't it, with Floral Street. But before we get on to Floral Street, 
which, as I said, we we love. You know, we, we've learned a bit about it over the last couple of weeks. I want to mm-hmm. ask you, you're in midlife, obviously, and you took a sabbatical in 2017. Now, was that mm-hmm. because you just needed to regroup? And, and because you took that sabbatical, do you feel like that you were able to really refresh yourself creatively, which ultimately has ended up with a whole new amazing company that you're running? I, I call it my gap year at 51. Basically, I think I had, I've been working since I was 15, sort of, and, and not ever had a big break. I, you know, I had my second child um, when I was 41. I'd moved countries. I'd, you know, brought my, I was a single mom in New York when I had my big job at Estee Lauder Companies. I think I just felt like I needed to take a breath. And um, the other most important thing was I wasn't sure that the world needed any more beauty products. And I wasn't sure that I was ready to start my own brand. So I thought what I'll do is I'll take myself out. I won't travel physically very much. I I, I just was sort of traveling inward, if you like. Mm and being in life every single day um, and not having too many expectations of being a mom. And it was a real calming, calming my, calming my adrenals down. You know, I started my daily practice of yoga again. And, and then I got clarity. I mean, I know it sounds a bit hokey, but I, you know, I, I really got clarity. I had the ideas. Um, I started to form an idea of why I was going to do it. Not, not what I was going to do particularly, but why. And the why was because I felt the, the, the beauty industry wasn't paying enough attention to sustainability, and it definitely wasn't in fragrance. And also, nobody was freeing the spirit of, particularly females, in having this, like, scent freedom to choose what you wanted. It was always this, you know commercial where all my clothes fall off and I get the guy and I get the girl or you know you're stuck in 20 years ago when you bought a fragrance and you haven't let go of it you know as we're going to probably talk about but um and I thought gosh I'm going to help I'm going to help women learn about fragrance um you know democratize it a bit more bring fine fragrance at an affordable price and I thought that's my mission Mm. so here I am you know nearly six years later with a global brand but I really it was the why am I going to do it and also why do I need to do it when I've achieved so much in my life Mm. so what is it you think about Floral Street that is needed then what 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 is the essence of what you asked yourself and thought actually this one is needed it was um when I was part of the senior management team at Mac Cosmetics, and um, we we had acquired that brand from some founders, and what they'd done is democratise makeup artistry and makeup products. And before Mac, there was no tool belts, you know, at the counter. Um, but what Mac had done is 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 got premium product and affordable price, and said, "Let me help you." become your own makeup artist. And mm. I thought, why hasn't anybody done that with fragrance? Mm. So that's why I decided to launch, you know, originally six and I ended up with eight But at the beginning. And I wanted to say, come on in, I'll tell you all about the ingredients. I'll um, demystify 
that doesn't mean de-glamorize, but demystify what's in the bottle, where the ingredients are coming from. And I'm going to help you learn what you're smelling and why you like it and help you become a connoisseur of fragrance. And that's what the brand is doing and continue to doing. And it's that affordability so that you can own more than one fragrance. And, Mm. you know, like you change a pair of shoes or your lipstick, you know, um, why not change your fragrance? That's a really good point, actually, about changing your your fragrance, because I do believe that we get stuck in a run. You have your day perfume, your night perfume, a little bit more sultry, Mm a bit more intense. But, I mean, we have different moods every day. So we might feel Mm -hmm. happy and, and, and larking about, or we might feel a bit more, I don't know, we just want... Higger. We, we want a bit of comfort in our lives or or yes. just much, something more reflective. And I've never really associated adding a scent other than a candle, perhaps, into a room uh-huh. to my body to in uh, to make that mood and that feeling feel bigger. I thought that's a really interesting concept. I was going to ask a question, though. Is, you know, does a scent smell different on your on a, a person and you, different to what you smell yourself? That, you know, yes. If it's on... That, I've noticed. Yeah, I think that's yeah. true. Is that, is that is that yeah, a fact definitely. or is it me? Yes. No, it is a fact. So mm. if it's a good fragrance, um, you know, it, we always say at, at, at Floral Street, the last ingredient of any fragrance is you. Can yeah. I go back a bit more to midlife women and to talk yeah. about the power of scent, really, um, the power mm. to give us more confidence. And as we touched on a little bit earlier, there is this sort of legacy perfume that we might wear you know my mother wore it so I wore it or I've always worn YSL Paris since I was in my 20s and I'm determined to keep wearing and it's lovely but are we you know so number one we grow we change our sense our body changes and its reaction chemically to these things we grow emotionally midlife's probably a great time to start resetting maybe maybe just dipping our toe in the water of a new fragrance or something um what would you say about how the scent how fragrance can affect your confidence walking into a room for example well it it affects everything it's your most powerful sense you mentioned rooms you know when you go into a room i i cook a lot so i i love certain smells in the kitchen and um i think what, I've reflected on this because obviously we could probably tell our story of our life through various different fragrances, right? That our mums wore or we wore at the time when we were, you know, I can remember an A&A as my <laughs> first real fragrance where I'm using the body lotion and going on a date with an older, you know, boyfriend <laughs> and, you know. Um, so I think that's beautiful. And I think you should maybe always keep those in your little collection to if you want to reminisce a bit like a photograph, you know. I think for me, depending on what I'm wearing, who I'm meeting, what my day looks like, I will literally now use fragrance to express myself. So as a strong, you know, I'm a bit beyond middle age now, I think. I just had a big birthday last week. So, um, but um, if you want to own a room, if you want to, you know, I talk about Sheep Sublime, which is our wonderful, powerful fragrance. If I want to own a room and I'm going to a party, I put that all over me and step in. 
and I know you'll be noticed and I want I might want to be noticed and then there's other days when you you just want to be gentle in the world so I might use you know our wonderland peony I think it's a it's a great way to express and it's a great way to uplift your soul you know Mm. via the sense of smell sunflower pop you know I pop that on it lifts my spirits and it's such a personal relationship with the fragrance that if you start to think of it as this, you know, boost, this mood boost, this mood expression, like you're painting with, with smell, I think um, it's a great way to enhance your life, mm, really. Almost no fake it till you make are. it, you know, yeah. walk it until you believe in yourself. Yeah, I suppose, and even just the act of putting some perfume on, it makes you think, right, Ready for business. Ready, ready to go out. Ready yes. to go out. Ready to party. I'm in that yes, mood. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a quick mood changer, isn't it? For all sorts of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and your body. So it depends on your hormones, the temperature, what you've eaten, you know, many factors. Um, so it does smell differently on, on certain people. And it is that reaction with the skin of some of those ingredients. Mm. And, and often you won't smell it on yourself, but mm. somebody else can as well. That's so true, isn't it? You go a bit nose blind, I think, after a while Mm -hmm. and and you can't smell it. I want to go back to affordability because that's something that struck Liz and I when we were looking at your products. We're like, Mm -hmm. they're only this much. Okay, why is it so expensive when we go and buy a perfume in duty free? Why are we charged over £100 for something that surely it didn't cost that much? Especially if you think of, I don't know, some of these Chanel brands, they've been around for decades they're not tweaking them. It's the same packaging. They're not putting more into R&D, are they? So why are we being charged so much for some brands and then others, like yours, are more affordable? Well, I think, you know, the different, it's a different business model. So first of all, okay, I'm going to sort of put it out there, but um, there is no regulation on a bottle of perfume to, to, for, for, for anybody to say, um, they, you'll see it's an eau de toilette or an eau de parfum. And there's loose guidelines around that, that you say, oh, well, an eau de toilette only has to have, I don't know, less than 5% of perfume oil in that. And the rest is alcohol. Um, and an eau de parfum, might have anywhere between 12 and 20%. We've got 20% perfume oil in. So ingredients are expensive and they fluctuate, much like your food prices at the moment. So if it's, you know, a really expensive rose oil um, and there's a bad harvest and there's a shortage, you know, prices fluctuate. So there's that to consider. But what struck me coming into the fragrance industry was we are not guiding the consumer to say, oh, my goodness, that, you know, this bottle is, you know, 95% alcohol and 5% ingredients. So it, you could then make up your own mind whether you want to pay that money, if you see what I mean. Mm. And, um, yeah. and I think a lot of, a lot of um, fragrance, um, you'll see very complex tops on the bottles that to me just look like landfill because you can't recycle them. But also they're expensive. Um, The commercials that they put together on TV, you'll notice around Mother's Day and around Christmas and Valentine's, all you see on TV or Mm. is is 
you know, commercials um, for fragrance. So the, the business model is really different. I don't do that. I can't afford it as a, as a you know, as, a, as an up and coming brand. But I also wanted to build the brand on some principles that I would stick to. Um, you know, we don't use the word sex or sexy in any copy anywhere in the brand, because I think as a modern beauty brand, you don't want to be you know, using sex to sell your brand. I think as women, and I've got a 19-year-old daughter as well, you know, she should be making a choice on how she feels personally, not being told by a beauty brand. Is your child off to uni? Students are at risk for meningitis, so it's essential that they have their MenACWY vaccine. Check the NHS app or with your GP to make sure that they've had it. But the vaccine doesn't protect against all strains of meningitis, so knowing the signs and symptoms is still crucial. Meningitis can look like flu, a hangover or food poisoning. Look after your friends and seek urgent medical help if you suspect meningitis. Find out more at meningitisnow.org forward slash students or on our website at twowomenchatting.com where we've got lots of guides and resources for when your kids leave the nest. Can I pick up on your comment about landfill? I know that sustainability is really, really important to you and has been for not just for this brand, but for many brands. I'm fascinated by what you make the packaging out of. Can you just describe the process and what you use? Because it's very unusual, isn't it? I went to a paper mill in the Lake District and they've been making paper for you know nearly 200 years or 180 years. And they started to get into pulp. And it's a totally sustainable factory, uh, solar powered. The water is cleaner going out than it comes in. It's it's in the Lake District's um, park. And now we're working with a cup cycling company as well. So they collect the cups from McDonald's or Costa Coffee, uh, Coffee Nero, various others. They're taken to this plant. It's the only plant in the whole of Europe that can do this. It takes the plastic lining out of the cup and that goes off to make um, energy. And the paper that's left goes into the pulp that makes our box. So basically we've got one recycled coffee cup in every box. That never gets and old, does it, to tell that? That's no, just so cool. I love the I use know. of technology and... oh. Just brilliant. I almost felt guilty throwing that bit away. Do you use essential oils in your to, to create your perfumes? Well, essential. There's natural oils, and there's um, perfumery is a mix of natural oils, which I suppose you're calling essential oils, and also a natural ingredients, and also of nature identical and synthetic because. A lot of things you wouldn't like, you wouldn't want to use a real musk that comes from a deer. Well, we don't because we're a vegan brand. You know, a lot of uh, ingredients originally came from animals or byproducts and things. And so we don't use those. And a lot of essential oils, I do use them personally in the, the morning in my yoga studio, but um, we'll give you a reaction on the skin. They're the ones yeah, that make you react them, often. Yeah. And I think we, we talked about that when yeah. we met. It's, um, so it, it's a blend of both. But we have a 20% fragrance oil mix. So our nose, Sharona Pinette, um, who you know, is, is a master perfumer, 
will delicately mix all these ingredients to make the oil and then you macerate it into the alcohol that becomes your perfume. Right. Gosh, that's strange because I you'd thought essential oils would be pure and good for me, you know, and wouldn't set me off sneezing or give me a headache or make me itch. They're but they obviously now, do. They? They're really strong. strong. I'd, yeah, I'd never really thought of it that way. But that, yeah, well, they, it's like about longer. putting them on the skin. Yeah, it, it, that's the reaction. Um, and I, you know, we can have. I think at different ages as well, we we become sensitive. I would say to lots of different things. Mm. So um, the I've been allergens. All the time. <laughs> That's what I was saying to you, though, that you know you become allergic to some stuff. Well, not so you? much allergic, but I really smell things strong, strong, oh, yeah. strong compared to the way that I used to. Yeah, yeah. some things are, are just stronger to me. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you be? Well, if you were to give your top tips on choosing a perfume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you go? I mean, I, I can't even do it. Sometimes, just for fun, I'll do it in duty free, and I'll try. But I'm kind of I'm nervous of changing my perfume because I'm used to what I'm used to. How do I sort of take the leap and just? What would you go for? Because there's floral and there's there's spicy and there's I don't even know where to go with it. Which is why I quite well, kind of like the small ones that you do because then at least I yeah. can try them. The Discovery set. Yeah, mm. I mean, that, they're brilliant. And we're not the only, you know, you can get those in other brands as well. You, you're expressing to me you've almost got a fear of trying. Mm. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't but it? But if, if you think of trying a new perfume like trying a new wine, why wouldn't well, I do you, that. you know? Yes, I do that a lot. <laughs> do a lot, so. yeah. <laughs> but um, I think you should, what I've noticed, you should just, Try things, not be afraid, not be forced in a store to be pushed, a, a fragrance to be pushed on you. I would wear it in duty free. If you come across one that you quite like, put it on and walk around and go to some other part of the airport and live with it for five minutes or so and then come back and see if you still like it. Because I don't know about you, but I have bought very expensive perfumes. I thought I liked them. I've got them home. It's already too late. It's a couple of hundred quid I've spent this is what made me want to do what I'm doing um and I don't like it when I get it home and wear it for a bit longer so and then it was all that money too all that money Mm. I I would just be not scared I would test some on on blotters I'd even if you don't fancy buying them that day you're not in duty free you know go home see how you feel ask for a sample um, but don't lock your head into saying, oh, I don't like florals, because nearly every perfume has got some form of floral in it. And before I created the brand, if you'd have asked me what ingredient I don't like, I would say vanilla. But our, then Jerome created Wild Vanilla Orchid that is stunning, and I wear it. So I was already saying I don't like this and I don't like that. But when you have a master perfume and mix those ingredients into something, it becomes this very special piece of art, really. It's being open-minded, isn't it? Yeah, being open-minded, just trying some new things, which is, after all, what midlife is all about. Thank you, Michelle, so much for opening our eyes to being brave (laughs) with new perfume, which I will do next time I go to the airport. I will definitely go and have a squirt. I have been wearing it, so I haven't got a headache. I end up with a squirt all up my arm of everything. That's the problem. Then you don't know which one you like. It's the same as you sort of try different face creams. You don't know which actually works and not works. Which one got rid of that wrinkle? (laughs) 
but it was really lovely to chat to you some more we we love meeting you when we were at scent school the other week and um gosh your your perfumes are so beautiful i just love the the artistry behind um the packaging and really really love your message of sustainability and not selling them through sexuality it's a great message for our younger kids or our adult kids to receive that you can you just buy it because it smells great and it's good for the environment yeah (laughs) so thank you or that you you like it for yourself you know i mean as a a middle-aged woman yeah yeah buy what you want that's important thank you so much for joining us oh thanks so much it's been a pleasure So now I understand why I get headaches sometimes and itch and whatever when I put perfume on. Other times works all right. Well, very few times works, but I've discovered one. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to try some more. <laughs> the excuse. <laughs> I do end up in those like duty-free lounges. And not only do I have, you know, 15 up my arm and I can't tell which one is which, but then I stink out the, old, the whole aircraft. And so give me a headache. person on... <laughs> Sitting next to me, it's like, oh god, that's whiffy. But it, yeah, well, yeah. So someone like me, that is a nightmare. That is my, you know, oh, I would, I would hate be. you. Well, you know, it's etiquette in voiceovers never to wear um, strong smelling perfume or aftershave if you go into somebody else's booth. I, I was going to say, when you say voiceover, I was like, how did that get across the because, smell? Otherwise, but I see you in some booth, I get it. Oh yeah, yeah because if yeah. if somebody else doesn't yeah. goes in there afterwards and they don't like that smell yeah. or it gives them a headache, like you. Yeah. It's just considered really bad etiquette. Which is, I just think, because people don't, aren't aware of some people struggling with. I've got a friend who, you know, does squirt herself with her Chanel or whatever, very strong. But she doesn't realise she gives me, you know, I can't mm. go into the same room. I can't, I can't. You know. She just thinks you don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I go, I obviously I will. But, you know, if you, she often go, you know. But, what, yeah. but for you, there'll be. A, it will ruin be, my day. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, that's awful. I've got a headache as it is now. But, you know, that's not because of you. That's not me, is yeah. it? No, I've got a headache, but I'm just that, it's that. The thought of being, yeah, but it just it it so people who don't suffer with with, I guess it's an allergy or whatever, they have no idea. It's like if you suffer from hay fever, you mm. know what it's like. Probably the same thing. But if you don't suffer from hay fever, you don't understand why people are tired. Mm. That's why I'm tired today because I think the pollen count's very high. You have an olfactory situation, olfactory syndrome or something. I don't know what it is. is it? But you don't need to worry about that being near me for a bit because we've got a little bit of a break coming up. I know, so, so I'm looking forward to it. Do you know what? I'm uh, looking yeah. forward to just resetting for a bit because you and I have agreed on this so many times. We love doing this podcast, but it does take up an lot. awful lot mm-hmm. of time. And as we don't happen to have a production team of 30 like um, Didn't we? Megan. That's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lucky old Megan when she was doing yeah. her archetypes or archetypes. I still don't know how you say it. We're done for the season, but... My goodness, we've got some good stuff already recorded, um, already for our new season in September. And who will be our first guest, remember? Dr. Arif. Oh, she was lovely. She was so delightful. Love her, love her. She's got a new book coming out in August. um, And we're going to be talking to her about uh, female heart attacks. That was a good good interview, that. It really was. It really was, yeah. We've got some other great people coming up. um, Midwife Marley, talking about fertility. We'll we'll share more on that later. Um, Alice Beer from ITV's This Morning. She's talking about... Female financial empowerment, so important. That was, yeah. Such, such a good episode. Sally Gunnell, talking about age optimisation. Optimise your age, yeah. 
Yeah. I've done that. Optimise myself. We're almost done to Christmas. <laughs> we are. Oh, we can have another break. So even though we will be off air weekly, just for a month now, um, do do stay with us. Keep following us on Instagram at Two Women Chatting. Um, you can always check out our blogs and resources. Uh, again, we've always been working hard to make sure that they're relevant, they're useful. It's a one-stop shop for midlife women, and that's on Two Women Chatting. <laughs> that's on Two Women Chatting.com. So that's, that's all, folks. us for the summer. School's out. Chat soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Women Chatting with our special guests. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review. Even better, share with your friends. And please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. There's a link on our Instagram bio and Facebook pages. 